Welcome back to another episode of Checked Out. I am Alexa. Hello, and I am Jennifer. And we're back again here in the month of December to chat about some of the best things that we have been reading, watching, yes, listening to in the past listening month. Listening to, reading. There's been some pretty good stuff that came out in November. Yes. Then some really good, uh, some authors that I was excited to see that had a new book out. So I'm glad. Yeah. So maybe we should get started. We did that classic Jennifer and Alexa thing, and we actually ended up reading accidentally the same book again. Yes, which I think we're on the same mind path. We're on the same graphic novel wavelength. Yes. We we definitely like the same type of graphic novels for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So, so we both ended up reading Fangs by Sarah Anderson. Yes, which was so um, cute. It's super cute. You've probably seen her art around in mm-hmm. memes and her comic. She's, she's released a lot. Just like funny little comic strips. Wasn't one of them called Herding Cats? I believe some, something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. It's um, Sarah Anderson is her name. I'll, I'll Google it real quick and you can maybe give a little rundown of Fangs. But what's interesting about her stuff that you might recognize, they're sort of not very stylized drawings. Mm. They're very, I don't know. Her webcomic that she's famous for I, is called Sarah Scribbles. Yeah, Sarah um, Scribbles. So yeah, you've probably, Adulthood is a Myth is one of her graphic yes. novels that came out. It's like a cute little stylized girl and she's got very messy hair and there's usually a lot of cats involved. Yes, yeah, there's always cats involved. Um, so yeah, very cute stuff. This was a little bit of a departure from that stuff. Yeah. Kind of. Um, it's... It's sweet, but it's a little more adult. It is, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's an adult graphic novel. It shelved in the adult collection, but it's so it's called Fangs, and it's the just like these sweet little one-page comics about mm-hmm. a vampire and a werewolf who are dating. Yeah, that's <laughs> they, it. That's all you need to know, and it's so sweet. It is. They have a very sweet relationship, those two. And they that. do, yeah. There's And it's exactly kind of what you would think. There's a lot of, like, vampire jokes about, like, the sun. And there's a lot of dog jokes. Yes. Because he's a vampire. Or he's a, he's a werewolf. werewolf. So, so yeah. it's It was super cute. Very fun, sweet little, like, And a really quick, afternoon. just quick look, read. You know, it's yeah, just, it was a good little pick-me-up. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> It was super cute. And I just picked it up by, by chance. I was shelving in the adult section. and That's I thought, how I found it, too. Yeah, I was shelving. I was like, this looks cute. Oh, Sarah Anderson. And well, then, yeah, amazing. The funny thing is, I got it all the way to my house and looked at it and saw her name and was like... Didn't put two and two together. It didn't even seem right to me. And yeah. then I was like, wait a minute. The art is much more refined in this. The art is yeah. really... It's really lovely. I mean, she she really can draw. Which I feel like that's kind of the Ali Brosh hyperbole and a half thing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like purposefully bad. But like, you have to be good at drawing to draw... To be... Yes, to draw bad. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's so... It's done on purpose that way. Like, it's sketchy on purpose. Yes. Because um, like, it is... It's Sarah Scribbles. Yes. So... It is. It has that sort of style. Yeah, there's like intent behind it. Yeah, but the but I a real fun, just a real quick, lovely, mm-hmm. like a nice relationship those two have. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Very, I love very it. Cute. I loved it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So what what have you read recently that you that you enjoyed besides Fangs? Well, I read John Banneville, who is an Irish author. And he wrote a book called Snow. It's a mystery. I really enjoyed it. It's such a, the way he writes is very descriptive. And so the character, his name is Detective Sinjin Stratford. And I believe that this is the second time he's used this character. But it's like we've gone back a little bit and it's kind of strange. If you read his first book, which 
I didn't, I have not read the first book. I thought this was a standalone, but it turned out as I was doing a little research on the book, turned out he's been in, a, in another book, but he was a very young man in this book. Um, I believe he was 18 in the original book, and I think he's in his 30s in this book. Mm-hmm. And it's about class. It takes place in, I believe, 1957 in, in, in Ireland. And he, it's, it's very much the rich people, the class, and it also has, of course, if it's Ireland, it has Protestants and the Catholics sort of thing. Because at the very beginning of the story, we see a priest get murdered at the very beginning of the story. Mm. And it is very Agatha Christie-like in that the body is found in the library. But the book is fantastic. It, he won the Booker Prize. Oh. Not for this particular book, but he has won the Booker. And he is considered Ireland's greatest living novelist. And so he's written some really wonderful books. Okay. So if he if you've never heard of him or need someone new to read in the mystery genre, he is someone to look at. I feel like Irish authors are really killing it. Like between him and Sally Rooney, like Oh my gosh. Yeah. Irish fiction is having like And a she's moment. fantastic. Oh too. my gosh. If she, you have not read Sally Rooney's books, then Yeah, you should check her out too. If you liked who if who lose normal people, then yeah. read the books because they're really good. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely do. Yeah. yeah. And he, Irish he, fiction is amazing. So yeah, give him a try. What I loved about it was the way he describes even like the way they wear their clothes mm. to the buttons and to the tweed and how I mean it's so amazingly descriptive. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. So anyway, he's he's fantastic. So if you get a chance, read Snow by John Vanderbilt. So what have you been reading? So the book that I most recently finished, I mean, I've got a lot going on in yes. pro- progress. Me too. Um, <laughs> but the book that I just finished reading that I thought was phenomenal and blew my mind, it is called The Regrets by Amy Bonifons. Oh, I haven't read that. It is her first book and it just came out pretty recently. And it is amazing the writing is so so good it's about a man who dies in a motorcycle accident and because he's already had a near-death experience he is unable to pass over to the other side successfully oh wow and so he becomes kind of a ghost oh yeah Um, so basically like the afterlife in this world is run it's like very bureaucratic kind of kind of like good placey yeah um and so he's like he goes to this guy's office and he's like, because of a series of mistakes that we're very sorry about that, we, we can't help you pass over right now. So you're getting this temporary body and we're going to have to send you back to Earth for three months in this temporary body. Don't talk to anyone. Don't do anything weird or else you might have regrets. Oh. So they send him back and he's a ghost. And of course, he does end up talking to people and he does end up like getting into a relationship with this woman who is a librarian, actually. <laughs> of course. Um, really good librarian jokes in this book. It's really good. It is not like a cute, cuddly story. It is not like a heartwarming ghost story um, because, again, there are regrets. Oh, boy. Um, Okay. It's so good. The writing is phenomenal, and it is told in parts. So it's broken up into sections, and she switches perspectives. So you start in the perspective of the man who passes away. Then you jump into the head of the the librarian that he meets. You, for a while, spend some time with the librarian's ex-boyfriend, and it's just so good. The writing is oh, really wow. cool. She she does a lot of exploration of like everyone's emotions and the nature of life and death and phenomenal. Really, really good writing. I'm super excited to see anything else, else that this do. woman writes. Yeah, oh. because it was great. The cover is really cool too. I don't know how um, I don't know this book. The book is bright yellow and okay. then it's a woman hugging 
a man who's disappearing. You can see, like, his legs are disappearing. He's got, like, the classic ghost sheet on. Oh. So it's a really cool, it's like, that's what caught my eye initially. I, I saw that say, cover and I was like, I have to read this book. What is this book? Yeah, and it was really, really good. It's one of those cases where judging a book by a cover really worked out for me. Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> that really does work. Sometimes covers tell you a lot. And yeah. I was like, I need to read this weird ghost book. <laughs> I want this. Well, I think we were both drawn to odd things. We're both creatures of like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I want to read that. It kind of gave me Karen Russell vibes. I'll read anything that Karen Russell writes. And um, yeah, it was kind of that same nature of okay. like weird, in, incredibly unlikely situations, but it's just like grounded in very real human emotions. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. I have to try. I definitely want to read it now. It was, yeah, would recommend. It's short too. You, you, you'll you blow through it. Yeah. Oof, that's okay. a good one. I'm excited. <laughs> So I'm currently reading The Searchers by Tana French. Mm. I actually just started it. So far, I love it. I believe it's a standalone. I was going to ask, is it part of the Dublin Murder Squad It's book? not one of those. And so I don't want to say too much about it because I haven't got too far into it. But it's about a man who is basically redoing a house. And I believe he's a had been a policeman. Maybe he's retired. It looks like he and he's from America. And he was a policeman in Chicago, and now he's living in Ireland, and he's refinishing a house and just sort of just enjoying this process of working on the house. Um, And I believe he's going to encounter a young person who's going to need his help and him trying to make the decision if he really wants to get involved into someone else's business. Mm. But so far, it's very good. It's She's a really phenomenal writer, so... So far, it's so good. I think I think everyone's going to like it. I don't, I don't think that people, Tana French fans, are going to be this. I don't know that Tana French has, like, had a misstep yet. Like, I've never heard, like, oh, I was really disappointed in that one. She's got, like, eight or nine. She has so many books out, and I feel like all of them have done really well. Yeah, like, I don't Everyone th- likes them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard someone say, oh, I didn't really like that yeah. one. No, I think I think that they're pretty universally beloved. So. Yeah. I think she's just a good writer. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> solid. And I think it's funny because isn't she from Ireland too? I believe she is. Yeah, <laughs> and she's not from Ireland. I mean, she sets her books. She sets there. her books yeah, in so Ireland. But I she's... would imagine she is. But I don't know if she's Irish or not. Now that I say that, yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't <laughs> know. If the... I just know that her books are set there. Yeah, but anyway, this is weird. I didn't make meant it to be an Irish. I told you, Irish fiction is just like it's it's real good. <laughs> I didn't right even now. think about that. Yeah. I was like, well, wait a minute. It's, it's, just, it's just really good. It's a theme ha- happening to me right yeah. now. <laughs> So do you have anything else you're in the middle of? Right I did. Now? I well, I just actually yesterday I had been on the waiting list for this book for a, a pretty long time and it finally came in for me. And it is Margaret Atwood's new poems. Mm. And it's called Dearly. I had read a few of her past poetry books. And so I was really intrigued to see what what because she had really hadn't touched poetry in a while. Yeah. What I got from what I read, it seems very much like she is on a it felt very much like we were going, most of the poems were about death. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I could see that. I mean, I think believe she's about 80 years old now. Mm. And so it's a lot of reflection. So it's interesting to see her write a poem, but they're so sort of descriptive, like her, her Looks novels. More like prose poetry. Yeah. So it's, it's, you get a lot, I don't know. I feel like. They were pretty good. I, nice. So far, I've enjoyed it. It's so nice to just, like, read some poetry every now and then. Like, yeah, it's I know. not like short stories where it's, like, you you can just 
I go through periods of time where I'm very intrigued by poetry Mm -hmm. and I will just gobble up as much as I can. And then I just get a little burnout. Mm. And then I'm like, I just can't, I can't do it. It requires a lot more. I think it requires a lot more thinking than novels. Yeah, because people think, oh, it's short. It's just a poem. Well, no, it is. But if you really want to get into the mind of Mm -hmm. what what they're trying to tell us. Yeah. You really need to pay a little more attention. I also a revisited a book that had been a long time since I had read, and I just happened to be shelving and saw it on the cart. And it's Ariel by Sylvia Plath. Mm. And um, oh my gosh, I love. I'm such a Sylvia Plath fan. Girl. Uh, <laughs> she's so good. Yeah, me too. It's so like I feel like it's kind of a cliche. But she's like legitimately really good though. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's nothing wrong with us being yeah. fangirls. Oh my gosh. But I, I had been a while, and I believe this is a revised copy. I think it's like the 25th mm-hmm. or anniversary, or no, maybe it's 50. I don't remember what yeah. anniversary it is of the of this particular book. So yeah, revisiting Sylvia Plath is, I'm always like, oh. You know, it's kind of like... I have to go back. I got to see Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like Emily Dickinson, where it's like you can always go back to it, and it's just as good as it was when you read it the first time, and you can kind of come away with new stuff every time you go back to yes, it, Yes, and that's exactly what... I mean, just seeing it was like, oh, I have, I got to have... Like, I have to take this home with yeah. me. It's so... It's just weird. I have a copy of her, her journals that they published. Oh, yes, and that is so her, fantastic. They're really, really... I feel like kind of weird about having it but it's just like they're really good though yeah because you're like this is her inner thoughts and this is like i feel that way about any journals that are published yeah especially when there's a lot of things in there that i'm sure she would have not wanted people to know classic ted hughes he's gonna publish it anyway and take out all the stuff that made him look bad (laughs) that man i swear not a ted hughes fan not a ted hughes fan either Sorry. Is anyone? <laughs> Not if you care about her at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should you wouldn't be, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm in a poetry sort of nice. Irish mood. Yeah. So So I'm in the middle. I, I finally, finally got in a deadly education. Oh my Naomi gosh, Novick. I'm glad you finally got it. Oh, it took forever. It's wonderful so far. I'm only like a hundred pages in, but it's delightful. It's you're like I'm yeah, it's finally here. It's great. It is the dark fe- female-led Harry Potter that I was led to believe it would be. It's super fun so far, but it is dark. Okay. Um, it's much, much darker than her, her previous novel. I mean, Spinning Silver, I guess, was a little dark, but Uprooted is super fun. So yeah, it's really good. I'm loving it. Naomi Novik's a wonderful writer. It's funny. I was, after you and I discussed her books and that you were excited about it coming out, mm. I went back and I went and sort of was looking, just wasn't specifically looking for her, but I somehow stumbled upon someone mentioning it in, uh, on Goodreads. Like, well, if you like this, mm-hmm. you might like this kind of a thing. And I noticed in some of the reviews, now I don't know you're really early into it, mm-hmm. but I noticed some of her, some of the people in the reviews were a little disappointed. And I'm wondering what you're going to find. At the Interesting. End. In a deadly education? Yeah. I do feel like it's a big departure from what she has written. Maybe that's what they're upset about? Like, this is, I think, the first thing in modern day that she has written. Because, I mean, Spinning Silver and Uprooted are both set in kind of like these fairy tale worlds, like mm-hmm. fairy tale versions of Poland, Russia type retelling right and then she has her Timurere series which is like long it's like 12 ish books long i think and it's like about dragons being used in the napoleonic wars so <laughs> that's a I lot like, going on there. i feel like all of those kind of track like dragons and magic and all that stuff and then this is like set in present day kind of like a spinoff of harry potter okay so you. i i kind of 
would understand why people who like Naomi Novik might be like, eh, this isn't what I really signed up for. Where's my fairy tale elements? And maybe that's it. Um, I mean, so yeah. interesting to see when you're finished. Have you with, read any other of her stuff? I've only read, no, I've, I know who she is, okay. but I, I have never read anything by her. Okay. Uprooted um, is delightful. I don't love this as much as I immediately loved Uprooted. When I okay. like when I started Uprooted, I was like, I'm in. This is it. This is a great book. It, like it caught me immediately. Um, and I'm having a really good time reading this, but it didn't like just immediately grab me. Kinda she has like, a lot of world building and all of her stuff that I read because she has very high concept standalone books. So she's right. gonna do like a lot of work, which I think, which I like. Mm-hmm. Like part of me wants to know the background of everything, yes. and I want to know why that's there and what's happening there. And... I think that she did a little bit of a better job with the world building and uprooted. I think that she let things kind of unfold more naturally than she is in this. There's a lot of heavy world building, like right up front in a deadly education. But maybe this is like you said, a little bit of a departure in that mm-hmm. she's. This is modern. And yes. This is like today's world. And it's like very obviously, I don't want to say like a parody of Harry Potter, but it's very obviously like inspired by Harry. Like it's a bunch of kids at a wizard school. Like it's, it's obviously like inspired by Harry Potter. Like, um, But see, I love, but you know, of course we, we both love Harry Potter. Yeah, so, exactly. It's, um, it's very much dark Harry Potter. I, well, I'm definitely want to, I definitely want to read it. Yeah. I love and the stand. Like she, so like it starts with the main character of, a deadly education Galadriel is being saved by like this universe is Harry Potter. <laughs> and she's just like super annoyed about it. She's like, Oh, this guy, like Why chasing a monster into my bedroom and killing it. And now I have to get rid of this monster, like this gross monster they left here. So it's very funny. It's like immediately like, Oh, I get it. Like, this is like, what if everyone was annoyed by Harry Potter? Like, Fine, great. <laughs> I, which I think is kind of a cool concept. It is. It's, it's <laughs> very. I'm having a fun time reading it. It's it's very enjoyable. So well, you'll far. have to let me know. Yeah, I am interested, and I am. I'm gonna. I do want to read it. And it is the first book in a series. She's got more planned. So, so yeah. So I'm definitely. I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, it's it's very fun so far. And then a couple other books that I have checked out. I haven't started them because I'm trying to blow through. I know that somebody's waiting on a deadly education, so I'm trying to blow through it. Real You're quick like, let so me I hurry up. Back in. I also have checked out When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, that book's on my list to read, too. Yes. I'm super excited about it. I, I don't know if this is her first thriller. I know that she usually does, like, I mean, she did the An Extraordinary Union series, which mm-hmm. is, like, kind of a spy mystery romance type mashup set during the Civil War. She's done a lot of romance novels. And so this book is a thriller about the gentrification of a New York neighborhood. Oh, I think that's what intrigued me about the story because I am someone who, I guess one of my favorite movies is uh, Rear Window, a Mm. Hitchcock movie. That's kind of how I have seen it compared. Yeah. And I'm very intrigued by any kind of short story or, or novel that says, hey, it's about an apartment building and the weird and kooky people that live in the building. I'm like, I want to read that. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of how I've seen yes. it described. And it I've so. seen the cover because mm-hmm. it's like the building. Yes. And so, yeah, so I'm, that is on my list mm-hmm. of books to read this. Hopefully, maybe I'll get a copy by Christmas and maybe that'll be my <laughs> yeah. holiday. That'll be like my Christmas read or something. Right. I have it checked out and I, yeah, I read I read a few pages just to kind of see how I liked it. And the writing is really great. I mean, Alyssa Cole's a great writer. So yeah, I'm excited to read that. The other book that I have checked out, I, which I actually found, I believe, on NPR's uh, annual book river that they do. 
whenever NPR lit, like oh, does yeah. the big like graphic of all of the best books um, of 2020. Love, love looking at that every year. And this book is called Conjure Women by Afia Atakora. Oh, okay. Um, and I basically don't know anything about it except that it was like nominated for tons and tons of awards. NPR loved it. It was long listed for the Center for Fiction's first novel prize. Is wow. Everyone loves it. And so I was like, I gotta get it on that. <laughs> I wanna read this book. Basically the the short, like kind of one one sentence description is a mother and daughter with a shared talent for healing and for conjuring of curses are at the heart of this dazzling first novel. So it's like mom, mother, daughter, magic, like I'm in. Sold. That <laughs> all sounds great. You're like, this is perfect. Yeah, that's that's right up my alley. I'm into it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's so, do it. Very excited to read those once I once I blow through a deadly education. Because I know someone's waiting. I'm sure the other people are waiting on the other two. Oh, also, yeah. But I checked them out after, so I have I'm, a little bit more time on those. I'm sure someone's like, okay, who's who has this book? I, I oh, that Alyssa Cole book for sure has a deep hold list. <laughs> I know it. I know. I'm not going to probably get it in time for mm. the holidays. But I don't know. We'll see. I'll uh, get through it as fast as I can for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please let me. Please. So the other book... I did read, and it's not a novel, or it's not short story, or poetry, or a graphic novel. It's a cookbook. It's sort of a fun cookbook. I thought the cover, the title of the cover, and the title and the cover sort of caught my eye. It had a bunch of cheese, and I'm like, hmm, cheese. The book is called That Cheese Plate Will Change Your Life, and it's by Marissa Mullen. And it's basically how to design your own sort of cheese boards Mm. to make them beautiful with a spread for you know holiday get together or just you and your partner your or you know your family and you want to have just sort of like a fun cheese and crackers and bread and like stuff it's really well it's really cute the title really grabbed my Mm -hmm. attention it's just adorable so that was just something i thought would be fun to look at and then i got home and like had to eat cheese when i got home right so much cheese on the cover I feel like I've seen so many articles recently about just, like, cheese boards and charcuterie boards and, like, arranging, like, I've seen a lot for, like, hot chocolate boards where, like, you put all the different, like, things that you could eat with hot chocolate. See, I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, I'm I'm into it, too, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we're in COVID world and it's, like, you really... You can't share, really. You really can't share (laughs) or... You really probably shouldn't be like having people like don't really have people over. Yeah, right no. Have a cheese board for your immediate family, please. Yeah, it's like the people <laughs> just in your bubble. Maybe have a cheese board for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but related to that, another one of our weird we listen slash read the exact same things and we don't plan it. We've yes. also been enjoying the podcast Home Cooking. Yes. Um, hosted by Samin Nosrat, um, of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat fame. Which is just, a fantastic cookbook. It and is. And real, show. And show. That's yeah. on, it's on Netflix, it correct? Mm-hmm. Which is, she's just a, a hoot. She's wonderful. She just makes cooking, she, I feel like she's kind of like Emerald, like back in the 90s, where yes. it was just like, she just made cooking look so fun. And you're yeah. just like, I want in on that. I want to have fun like Emerald and Samine. <laughs> yeah, because she always has a smile on her face. Yeah. She just seems very bubbly. She seems like one of those people not... That would, if you approached her and said, hey, tell me about, or what can you tell me about this? She would be like, oh my gosh, let me sit here for an hour and tell you everything about yeah, it. Yeah, she like <laughs> wants to make cooking accessible. Yes. She um, wants you to be a better cook. Yeah. And you can do it. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite episodes that I just listened to, um, it came out in October and the title of the episode is Fronds with Benefits, like a palm frond, <laughs> Fronds with Benefits. 
Um, and it guest stars Jason Mantzoukas, who is one of my absolute oh. favorites. He's a delightful actor. He was on The League, and he does voices on Big Mouth, and he has his own podcast with Paul Shear called How Did This Get Made? He's very, very funny. So yeah, that's that's a really good one. And he's a novice cook, and Samina's hey. helping to make cooking more accessible. For yeah, and it's fun. Just the, the entire podcast is just fun. Yeah. And you'll learn something, too. Yeah. And... Yes, she's a delightful person. Here for the food content. Yes. This is so nice. Talk <laughs> to me about food. Let me watch food. Like I that's pretty much been my <laughs> pretty much my life yeah. lately. I am the Brit the Great British Bake Off. Mm. I had to watch that and was I was slightly disappointed. Oh really? I haven't watched the new season. That's I mean it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean just there was something about it just did not seem like how it usually is. I can't put my finger on it. I still miss Mary Berry. Oh my gosh. I love Mary Berry. <laughs> I miss Mary Berry, but you know, I miss Sue. Yeah. I'm a good. I, I, I hate to be her. that person. I love Noel Feldman. Like, it's oh my fine. gosh, I love him. Yeah. He... I just miss Mary Berry mostly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Polly, Paul Hollywood was very still Paul Hollywood, so it was all fine. He's just so fun with Mary. That's the thing. That like was, they, had, they were so good together. Yeah. You, they just seemed like they had a genuine, really, like, a like of each other. Have you ever watched their holiday specials that yes. they do together? Those are yes. just my absolute favorite. If you have not watched Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry's holiday specials, where they, it's just the two of them cooking, like, their favorite holiday recipes, and they always do, like, a little skit beforehand, they're just precious. <laughs> they're yes. so fun. It's funny you said that because... I rewatched them. Mm. It's good, like Christmas time watching. Yes, yeah. I just like there was, I, you know, I was cleaning my house basically mm. and was like, hey, you know, I need to hear some happy voices talking about bread. I want to hear Paul Hollywood kneading bread, like, yes. in the background. And I'm, as I'm in my kitchen <laughs> doing something, I can peek out and say, oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, Those that's are, what I did. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> One of the books that I wanted to mention, I thought, and it might be something that we might add mm-hmm. to our, basically our our breakdown of how we do our sh- how how we do our show is maybe throw in some children's material. We both enjoy reading ch- children's books. I used to be a children's librarian, so I still have one foot in that world. Mm-hmm. At least I try to sort of keep up what's going on, and so because the holidays are uh, fast approaching. Um, I found a book about winter solstice called The Shortest Day, and it's by Susan Cooper and illustrated by one of my favorite illustrators, Carson Ellis. And it's maybe a fun uh, read aloud to your kids or kid. It's a beautiful illustrated book, and it talks a little bit about, of course, what the winter solstice. So we're probably going to, like I said before, we're going to add a little segment to our podcast, which... We'll talk more about later as, as time goes on. I'm talking a little bit about children's services and different books that are coming out or new things that we that you might want to be interested in. Mm-hmm. So we'll, that will be uh, something later. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to throw out also, I, I had trouble thinking before we started this podcast. I was trying to think of some a Christmassy book that my son has really been into lately and I was coming up blank. But he does. He has one that he really, really loves. Oh. I love it too. It's wonderful. It is called... This is Christmas by Tom Booth. Oh. This- and it is, I swear, the absolute sweetest book. It's about a little chipmunk who lives in the forest with his mama. And he <laughs> wants to know what Christmas is. 
And so he and his mom go through the forest and they see like geese singing Christmas carols and beetles exchanging presents. And he's like, is this Christmas mama? And it's just like, oh my gosh. And the illustrations are just beautiful. It's so, so sweet. I love it. It's really, really wonderful. If you're looking for just a really good, I mean, it's, it's very like secular like it's just like about christmas and seeing carols and being together and being it's just family right? yeah exactly it's it, there's like no santa or anything like that but not that i'm opposed to santa but it's just like about right. like woodland creatures celebrating christmas together and it's just like heartwarming he loves it absolutely Aww. loves it yeah we, we read it a lot you're like this book i know by heart oh my <laughs> gosh it is it is just so sweet the illustrations are adorable and we always have to look at the on the very last page there's an acorn so you guys have to look at the last page and look at the acorn <laughs> the little lonely acorn yeah he loves it so yeah highly highly recommend if you're looking for a good a did good you Christmas have book. a, a thanksgiving one. book you just want to throw out there yes also, i know it's thanksgiving is over thanksgiving but... is over but this is a really like a kind of a dark horse hit for me i um, okay i saw it recommended by we read kids on instagram which is a, a children's book instagram that i follow and she she mentioned that it was a really good one So I just checked it out. It's called Sharing the Bread by Pat Zietlow Miller. And it is, it's written in verse. So it's like very lovely to read out loud. It's Mm -hmm. it's got a great rhythm to it. And it's just about a 19th century family preparing Thanksgiving dinner together. How sweet. It's super sweet. It's, it's very cute. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a good one to read aloud. It's always nice whenever books have like a nice cadence to them. And oh yeah. Yeah. A good rhythm. It's so important to read out loud to your children. I mean, you know. Really. Or just read to your kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In yeah, general. Exactly. Please do that. If you guys are like me, then you <laughs> probably have the child who will never let you stop reading to them. So we have to read him books while he eats breakfast every morning. Oh my gosh. He demands is... entertainment at all times. I need to be entertained. Read, read his book, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, we're very much looking forward to, to have, including more children's content in the podcast. And yes. hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do a little bit more of a deep dive into it next time. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. So like our next, our 2021. Oh my gosh, it will be 2021 the next time we do this, won't it? Yeah, and I, I really oh. want to hope and hope that it's a lot better than 2020. Yeah. Well, I think that that's everyone's hope. I think everyone's really going, okay, 2021, what, what you got? We'll have some fresh new content. We'll be talking about like resolutions probably. Yes. We'll, yeah. The, all the classic like January Janu- stuff. Yeah. Uh, weight loss books after you eat all your... Oh man, classic. All your, all your cookies and your cakes. I'm going to really miss out on making all of the New Year's, new Year's displays that we always did. I feel like that's just like a win, like putting together the New Year's book display was so easy right it is yeah i mean it's like okay this is a no-brainer just another thing that 2020 has taken from us exactly gosh leave us alone 2020 (laughs) all right well this has been great and yes well happy happy new year to everyone and hope everyone stay safe yeah happy holidays happy holidays bye